So full energy from bed right here Cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Your hosts of the day be Couple guests too We're gonna win a trophy when overdue Can we do the double make it deja vu It's a move London thing Girl by the Sony on the wing Harry's one of her own nine and in He's only got one E but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the show side, with the show side With the show side's what we sing With the show side, with the show side it's a new flood to me. Yo, 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 <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is going busy weekend, yo, 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 getting more yo's and yo's, two wins on the bounce, it's the Shelf Side Podcast, what's <laughs> happening, Kovna, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm alright, man, I'm alright, it's, um, I'm a little bit tired, but, uh, yeah, do you know what, it's actually mad to, to go to, to, it doesn't feel like back-to-back wins because of the international break. Yes, but true. At the end of the day, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. It's back to back wins in it, so we'll take it. Speaking of numbers, it's episode 74. See, I got it in there. Uh, are you sure? Before, you know? Are you sure it's 74? I am positive. Okay. And what a great year that was. My brother was born in 74. One of my brothers. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. The eldest. Shout out, shout out to him. CBiz. Say yeah. Out to him, say out to him. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, we uh we beat uh Newcastle. Um, to be honest, this had banana skin written all over it. Like the hype, big of, banana skin. The hype yeah. of the takeover. And, and, you know, as Sky Sports need to just calm the chill, f- innit? Down, Jeez. bro. Oh, we've never seen that machine like this. We've never seen yeah. that like this. It's a carnival out there. Honestly, not since not since Euro final. Are you serious? Calm down, man. Calm. They've been to calm Anfield. Calm down. Relax. Relax. Anfield? We're talking about flipping Wembley on a Champions League night when Tottenham were, were there. We talking that, that of course. In, com- yeah. completely dwarfed that atmosphere they were talking about. Oh, everyone is everyone is here. Who? Anton Deck. Anton Deck. <laughs> Are you serious? TV royalty, mind a, you. TV royalty. Just the creme de la creme. Get out of here, man. Dead. Dead, Gary. Anyway, we beat them three two. Um, I think that the result, the result was way more flattering to them than it should have been. I think we we could have strolled to like five if we wanted to. We were quite relaxed and quite calm until Eric Dyer scored no goal. Um, but first of all, uh, I wouldn't say that it was admirable to see the way Tottenham coped with the fan. Who felt ill in the stands? Like yeah, for for Reginald and and Dyer to get so involved so quickly was really good to see, man. And I mean, the medical staff, everyone who was involved at Saint James Park to rally around and to to jump to the aid of that fan. You know, sometimes it just reminds you there's a little bit of uh, humanity left, which is nice, man. It's good, and I'm glad that the fan is stable and recovered. Um, it's just good to know that sometimes people can can realise that there's something bigger than football and they can they can act accordingly. So those guys going to stands, shutting the game down. It's funny because sometimes you get a player who's injured and people just carry on playing. They don't keep that. So to stop the game... I mean, it happened in this the, game. Uh, sorry? Yeah, it happened in this game. It happened, it happened in this game. game. When, uh, 
when Real, I think it was Real was on the floor. Real, yeah, yeah, Real was on yeah, the floor. And, they um, didn't want to kick it out. And, yeah, they didn't want to kick it out. And then, uh, and then Romero eventually like whacked it. So yeah, so it happened. So it was good to see. It was good to see them recovering because after what we've seen recently with um, with Ericsson, what we saw with Fabrice Moramba, like we've just seen it. Marvin and Fur, like we've seen a lot of uh, travesties happen in uh, in that instance. So it was good to see that it was resolved. So um, yeah, but onto uh, more positive things. Um, there are a bunch of things to be positive. But can we not just leave it there? Can we not just leave it there, though? Sorry, because. Yeah, it just just to add on to that, um, and we're not Liverpool fans, so we're not thinking everything is all the tragedies follow us or United for that matter. But like you mentioned, Ericsson, former Tottenham player, and you mentioned Moamba, which was obviously at White Hart Lane against Tottenham, and then the irony that this is now against Tottenham in a carnival Sky Sports atmosphere at St James's Park, and it was the Spurs players that reacted the quickest. Um, and just to Reggie on the foresight of seeing it, but actually recognizing that the game needed to be stopped, like that to me, that's kind of very um, insightful, very like shrewd thinking because things happen in the stand all the time, right? Um, like you may have seen medical staff around, but you obviously had a good sense. You obviously had a good sense of what was going on and the magnitude of what was going on because they don't necessarily say stop the game or call to stop the game if there's a fight going on or a flare going off. Do you see what I mean? So I, I think mm. their actions, who knows, could have helped save a life yesterday. So shout out to those guys. I mean, shout out to Eric Dyer for his quick movement again and understanding of what was needed in that situation um that's the type of person he is and i think that that character that we talk about with eric dyer is something we're going to come on to a bit later but it just shows a side to him that i think a lot of people like and a lot of people talk about and a lot of people um warm to him for um and hence why i think he's a, a, a key figure in the squad as a human being etc um, it doesn't necessarily make him the best footballer, but we'll come on to that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with everything you say. Completely, completely concur. Um, but yeah, so like, kind of focusing on the game, it was it was one of those games that was actually fairly comfortable. Um, whew, excuse me. Um, that's how you know you're getting the raw stuff with shell side because that's not going to get edited out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it was it was a game that was way more comfortable than school I suggested. Um, Newcastle came out the blocks. I wouldn't say they came out flying, right? But they took it was the a game carnival. They did come out flying. They they took they took the game to us, right? So Massimo was like was 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 definitely doing bits. Um, you saw like. They were trying to play in midfield a little bit, but they were quite aggressive. Like they moved from defence to attack really swiftly. And the opening goal came from a good move. And it was also a good movement from Callum Wilson. But I also feel like that it still shouldn't have been a goal. Like, people would have said, oh, great move from Newcastle, blah, blah. But I think that Romero he got beaten too easily. He got beaten too easily, in my opinion. He should have dealt with that. Um, so they go 1-0 up. And Tottenham slowly started to grow into the game. 
Eventually, Anomaly with a fantastic finish gets the ball, controls just inside the penny barrier, curls it in top corner. It was beautiful. And his body language up until then, even, I thought that was different. He tried a couple of things, right? So, in the lead up to the goal, he tried um, a crow flick um, as like almost like a through ball type, and it didn't pay off. And you could see he was frustrated, um, and you know, pretty much like ran slash jogged back he wasn't sprinting back to win that ball back but he was running back um and it just felt like he wanted to make things happen it felt like he wanted to make things happen and when things didn't pull get pulled when things weren't like work for him he was frustrated he didn't let his head drop but he was frustrated you could see visibly that he wanted he wanted this to be a good game so there were there was a, it was a mixed bag in that sense, but he's way more good than the bad in this game. There were great touches as we've come we've come accustomed to. There was incisive passing. Um, there was there was some working in defence as well. You know, um, he completed the whole game, which shows that you know his fitness is, is definitely improving. Um, so to him to get his goal was a really good thing to see, and for him to be heavily involved. In the final goal that Son scored, which is really good as well. Um, good show, good feet, good composure, good passing. But the, it was a good team goal because in that short, in that short space in the final third, you know there were how many players got touched? Lucas was involved, Son was involved, Kane was involved, Nobody was involved. I think Real was involved. Lucas twice was involved as well. Yeah, so it was like it was really good to see. So he's got the equaliser. Um, and then with a direct, direct um, ball over from Wobia and a good run from Kane peeling off and a nonchalant finish, dinked it over the keeper who went two one up. Um, with some great uh, pass and move and good good team goal, Sonny finished off at the back post. We were three one up until in the dying minutes, Dyer decided to go for a diving header but end up coming off his knee. Into the bottom corner, fantastic finish, wrong end of the pitch. Um, but yeah, I thought that there was a lot to be happy with. How did you feel about the game? Yeah, so the carnival atmosphere, as you said, I'm going to keep on on that Sky Sports. Uh, they started brightly. They did definitely start brightly. And but I think you got to look at it. You've summarised like the game there. But I think if we look at some of the, the finer details. We had our centre-back coming back from Argentina in the late hours of Friday morning, probably not having much rest and preparation for this game. Started slowly. few rash moments, but I guess grew into the game and then faded. Um, same with Royale. Started slowly, um, but really grew stronger into the game and performed admirably. And is growing into his Tottenham career, it seems, Royale. Um, but both faded. And I think if you look at the game in a, in a macro level, uh, started poorly, strong middle, strongish second, third, and then faded. So you've got the combination of players being away, um, starting slowly, getting stronger, fading, and the fact that we made no substitutes, which seems odd, um, probably led to some of us fading a little bit. But the football in between, I mean, um, one of my boys said it to me. He said that um, he felt very comfortable even at 1-0 down. And he was right. We were very comfortable when we equalised. I felt that we were 
the only side going to go on to win it. And I, I don't think they had many shots on target after that um, of great note. Uh, I think the goal they did score, you're right, there were some defensive errors. Romero was one of them. But I also felt that a lot of the time we're defending with leaving our fullbacks with two to deal with because Reguilón did have two to deal with. So he couldn't stop the cross because that was a man overlapping. And I don't know whose man that was. It was probably Sons. Um, so when you play the two, the three, the one, you're always going to get that if um, the DMs don't go across. And I think Skippy probably had a very good game, but I think he could have probably moved on and picked up the runner by cutting him off at the near post before he crossed. But that will come with experience. But like you say, we came back into it and... Uh, Dombele's finish was immaculate. I don't think he curled it as much as kind of got some shape on there, some lovely shape, because Dollar doesn't even move. There is no chance for Dollar whatsoever. I think he just stuns it kind of into the goal. Um, but great finish and good pass by Reggie on who I thought was very, very good, especially in an attacking sense yesterday. Um, the second goal, I think, like you mentioned, Hoybier, who played well, is scored a goal last week, got an assist this week. So his more slightly more advanced role is um, paying dividends. He's getting in and amongst the attacking play. And uh, yeah, to, to good effect, Kane's finish will be the start of many. I did tell you, Kwabna, we were going to win and he was going to score. You did, um, say that. you did say that. Yeah, he's never gone more than six games without scoring in the Premier League. Um, so I didn't know that when I said it. I just had a feeling it was time. Um, that, and... Yeah, it was time, and he, he couldn't go and play much worse, could he? So, hopefully he's back. Uh, they say he's a talisman, but I'll come on to that anyway. And the goal I was most impressed with, though, was the song goal, just like he touched on. Great team play, and we haven't had much of that um, in recent weeks in the Nuno period. Um, you haven't had it for under, like years. We haven't had it for well, years. Well, no, for maybe, maybe since the Man United 6-1 like a great team goal. We had a few good team goals in that um, game. But I think what was good about that is that was played with a swag. That goal was very swaggy. So if you think about the movement of Dombele in that goal, the movement and the jink of Lucas when he gets the ball back in that build-up, the quick, incisive movement forward, the quick, incisive reverse pass onto Kane. And as soon as that pass went into Kane, you knew it was a goal because you saw Kane, you, you know what he's like, you saw him look up, you saw Son at the far post, defender in between was never going to cut out, goalkeeper was never going to cut out because you knew the delivery was going to be on point and Son just basically had a tap in. But that was a very, very, very good goal. Spurs of old, very swaggy and yeah, that made me feel good because that we haven't seen for a while and it's been pretty hard watch watching Spurs in the Premier League and Dombele, when he plays like this, is a worldie. And this is the frustration of it all for all Spurs fans because we know there's a player in there. We are Don Believers and we know this. Um, a lot of people don't want to believe it. They want to label him a flop and say he's had too many chances, etc., etc. But there are reasons you bear with players. Um, but what he needs to now do is do it against... He's done it against Man United before, um, but he needs to do it consistently. Four weeks out of five. And... He needs to do it against the Arsenals of the world because he hasn't done it in North London Derby. And I mean, if he does that in a North London Derby, he becomes a cult hero regardless. And people won't say a bad word against him. But 
in addition to Dombele, I think what happened yesterday and why we were so swaggy is that we had our two Mavericks, two Enigmas performing at a high level. Um, Dombele and Lucas, the two players that can do stuff that nobody else can do. Yeah. They can beat players on a dime, drop of a shoulder. They can go past players. They do it at high speed as well once they go in. They change the direction. They make defenders have to think. Defenders don't get a time to react because by the time Lucas has put his head down and gone, he's already gone past you and he's already bearing down on the next defender. His final pass is still not what it should be on a lot of occasions, but do you know what? He's so dynamic. Could have scored, he hit the bar of a header. That leap he's got is something else. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, f- I, really I feel like when... That header as well. Yeah, exactly, that near post. Yeah, it's a performance deserved it, but yeah. Yeah, it's just that those two, if you think about those two, just individually, you know what you're getting with Son, you know what you're getting with Kane, consistency, consistency, right? Typically. And if you've got that solid base in Hoybeer and Skip, then I'm only talking about the forward play, because it's our forward play that hasn't been great of late. I know we've been crap defensively, but even when we've been solid defensively, we haven't been that attractive going forward. But when you've got the two Mavericks playing succinctly, because they linked up quite a few times as well, together, and I know it's only Newcastle, but this was the Newcastle that just had a £300 billion injection, right? Carnival atmosphere, Ant and Deck were in the crowd, so they were supposed to kick on. Right, and like you say, it was a banana. Hyping. Everybody's in for it. Oh my god. Anyway, whatever, I'm not doing that. And again. I'm not even going to start on saying Martin Tyler when Don Belay scored, it was just like a damp squid. There was no celebration like Callum Wilson's. Just saying, Martin Tyler. Yeah. Um, but I feel I feel like if we can get those two playing week on week, and maybe they don't both fire at the same time, but. Neither have really been firing this season in the league. So to have both of them firing. And Kane should be firing now. And Son usually gives you good energy, good ability and directness. I feel like this could be the start of some kind of forward cohesion. Um, Bergwijn's still in the wing. And Brian in the wings to come in as well. I'm feeling happier with this formation. I'm feeling happier with um, the base of Skip and Hoybier, which I I hold my hands up. I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't want to see them two in the same side. But I guess that's without us having a 10. And us having a 10 of a Dombele, who, when he's up for it, is also tracking back. I think that bodes well for um, future Tottenham. It's weird because I I don't really like Dombele as a 10. I like him as an 8 because I feel like he gets the ball earlier. Uh, he drives forward and then having that finishing touch is like, you know, the benefit. And I think the reason why I've, I've always thought like that is that I, he's more of a, he's a more dynamic um, attacking version of Dembele in my, in my opinion. And so having someone, having a 10, like a proper 10, like Ericsson was in front of him would be the perfect thing. So then you could have Hoybier as the, at the base Skip is an understudy, so they, they, they don't get burnt out. They can, you know, keep each other fresh. And then you'd have a eight, a great eight in Nobele, and then like a ten that can, who can just give you that little bit of magic spot where things that, that other people can't see. Um, who can do that? And that would work seamlessly. But seeing as you don't have that ten, having Nobele there this game, it worked. And yes, it's a poor Newcastle side. I'm not going to get carried away. It's a poor Newcastle side. But it showed that with Skip playing the way he is playing, which he deserves, uh, he deserves the accolades because 
he's playing well, man. He's come from he's come from the academy, went out on loan, has settled in really well. He's settled in really well. He's done what's asked of him. Yes, there's a lot of side or sideways park, passing, but there's intent there. I feel that like there's way more intent than I've seen from a lot of Tottenham midfielders who have played in that position for a very long time. And so he's, he provides the base that allows allows Hobie to almost play like an eight because he's playing yeah. balls like he played for for Kane. You can see him making more inside the passes and then you can have Ndombele adding a little bit of gloss, which is just nice to see, man. And I think Skip is the reason why all that works. He unlocks all of that. His passing accuracy, I think, was the best of anyone else on the pitch. Covers mm-hmm. ground. Great defensive work, you know. You just love to see it, but he's remember he's young, man. You don't want him. You don't want to have him burning out. So you played forty two games last season in the championship. Yeah, in championship, but we all know that. Or forty one. Premier League is a different kettle of fish, man. No, no, no. It it definitely is. Of course, I'm not. I'm not discarding that. All my point was that he, in a very similar position, managed to play a large number of games. Um, yeah, so. but in a, in a side that, and I guess the, also the key thing to mention that is in a side where he's, where they were dominating, right? Tottenham don't, mostly, dominate, Tottenham don't dominate like like Norwich were dominating that, that league. It just, and when you're, it's easier, like we all know what it's like, it's easier to play in a side that's dominating. It's always easier to play in a side that's dominating, always. Yeah, no, of course. So I agree, I agree with your, your, um, I mean, preferred lineup. We both said it. Um, skip as the understudy to Hoybier, or as the Hoybier the understudy to Skip, and they don't burn out. Ideally, Dombele's best position is the eight. Should be the eight, but with the lack of fitness, perceived fitness in the Premier League, um, and the way he played against Aston Villa, like the trust for him to play in the eight isn't there. And like you say, at the moment we don't have a ten of Premier League readiness. Like an Ericsson. Yeah. So I think that's that's the reason why he will play there. But to be honest with you, he he can operate like an eight in the ten role, i.e. but it just means we won't have a traditional ten. Because he does yesterday he trapped back, he's winning the ball, he starts moves from deep. Did you see him in the um left back position in the second half? Yeah. Where yeah. he literally did a little move, passed it, got it back, passed it again, and that's when you know he's on song. Because he's taking ownership, he's doing stuff you would, well, many years ago, you'd be sh- shut down for, and you'd probably be sent to the to the reserves for about three weeks for doing that sort of stuff. Um, he actually got clipped in there, was hopping around on his good leg, and then the ball came back to him. His, uh, the player didn't obviously see that, and he still controlled it, turned out and passed it and went again. And he makes it look so easy. And I don't want to. I don't want to go on too much about Dombele because it is only Newcastle, and he does have to keep on doing it week on week out. But it was a joy to see. No, and the highlight reel must be very impressive. I wonder now if we are, if we are. Like, so if that midfield is, is settled. Um, hopefully, nobody can kick on. And another player who definitely needs to kick on is, is Kane. Usually, when he scores, that's it. The floodgates are opened. Um, I don't know. I I felt like he was spreading the ball around a bit more. He seemed like he was getting involved a little bit more. I think that it actually meant a lot. It meant a lot to the rest of the team for him to score. You could tell by the way they celebrated with him, right? They're like exactly. It meant a lot. I want. To, I, I wonder if you if you do feel confident that it's kickstarted something now. 
100%. He scores against West Ham. I'll tell you that for nothing, right? He scores against West Ham. He tends to score at London Stadium. He tends to play well against West Ham. He scores against West Ham. He's confident now. He's happy. The, the monkey's off his back. Like you say, when he scores, he's a striker. At the end of the day, he may be world-class striker. He may have scored so many goals for Spurs. may have scored so many goals for England. But when you're not scoring as a striker, it, it, it affects your game. Right, his confidence was waning. He wasn't running. He wasn't spraying the balls. You saw he got a goal. He got an assist. He set up his main man. The combination between Son and Kane's back. Right, yeah. he scored. The boys are winning. The boys are playing well. So now he's got swag. He's got confidence. And like you say, it meant the world to the team when he scored. They all celebrated. And and it wasn't the euphoric celebration because of course it was delayed due to a VAR check. So it was meant even more the fact that they all celebrated with him because that tells you exactly after the moment they all recognised the fact that he needed to score, been working hard, of course, they see more than we do and everybody wanted to celebrate with him. And do you know why that bodes well? Because that shows team camaraderie, right? Touched on before with Regulon, wanting um, happy that um, Tongi Dombele was back when he came back against Wolves, I think it was, in the Carabao Cup. And yeah. that tells you something. That tells you that real recognises real, right? So when you've got a good player, one of those players that can change the game and the manager, for whatever reason, hasn't played him, blah, 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 or managers and he's been out, they know they want those type of players in the side. You know when you play football, the type of players you want in your side and playing alongside you. And those players wanted him. Those players wanted Kane scoring, right? Um, I'm sure they would have been happy for Lloris when Lloris won um, the tournament as well. So I think what we're seeing here is, regardless of what's going on in the background um, with the manager and what have you and Levy, the players are in it together. Um, I think that's very key. I think... As long as they're not bickering, they're getting their heads down, they've welcomed in the new players, your Royale and your Romeros and your Gills and your Galinis, um, that's positive. And that can only be a good thing going forward because the team went 1-0 down, away from home, at a carnival atmosphere, when we should have really lost that game because Newcastle had just been taken over. And... Everybody was expecting them to kick on and Maximan probably to score a hat-trick. But we came back with fatigued players and those fatigued players lasted 90 minutes. So there's more to the squad now, I feel, um, and especially with Kane going a goal and an assist in this game. I think the team will be buzzing. I think I, I think also the, the, the mannerisms and the behaviour of the team like, I want to know how much it reflects where we are at with our manager. Now, it's been well documented on this podcast that Nuno's not my guy. I'm not a fan of the type of football he plays. But is that like Nuno I, out? But what I've always said <laughs> is that I want any manager who's in play to do well because they're doing well. It means Tottenham's doing well. And that's all I really care about. Right? That's all I've ever really cared about. Nuno, to his credit, has dealt with a lot of crap since he came in, right? He dealt with the whole Kane saga. Well, before even the Kane saga, he had to deal with the fact that publicly, everyone knew he wasn't first choice, right? Fifth choice. So that's 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 hard to deal with in the first place. And then when you're finally in position, you're finally in place, 
you have to deal with the whole Kane wanting to leave, not turn off training, blah blah. There's that and whole literally, thing. that's all he had to deal with, right? That's he had to deal with that basically every day. Yeah, and then you have Nombele saying he wanted to leave, so you've got your most creative uh, player, your your biggest game changer. Let's be honest, not 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 on it, um, not interested. Um, so you can't play him, uh, and then you. Seemingly things are going alright And then you have your international break And then you are dealing with Your quarantine South African players Like it, There's been a lot going on And He's very much played the role of Mr. Nice Guy It's just part and parcel of football I'm just trying to get things sorted There's a lot of work to be done Etc Kind of Getting people to relax And temper their expectations Etc But he's had a lot on it's still too early to judge him. But I wonder... We had three really poor results in London derbies, man. There's no getting away from it. To, con- to concede three goals in three different London derbies, like, and only score one, it's just, it's just an abysmal, abysmal thing to have next to your name, man. It, it is. There's no, there's no two ways about it. I can't say that my feeling towards Nuno has changed. I've always been empathetic because of what he's had to cope with but I don't feel like he's my guy and um, I'm not inspired by the football that we're playing I want him to do well because he's not the manager not because I think he deserves any other grace I wanted to know if your opinion of you know your feeling towards him has changed given the, the last couple of wins and I get not only just the wins right it's the manner of the wins we've come back from losing positions or have positions where we would have dropped points and to win showed a level of resilience Still some defensive errors and stuff, but the performance has been markedly improved. How do you feel? No different, unfortunately. No different. Um, I agree with the empathy towards Nuno. Like, yeah, he has had to deal with a lot. Uh, you're at a big club, though, and these things are required of you. Just think about how much stuff Alex Ferguson had to deal with at his time at United. Yeah, he's established, but... I think at a big club, you're going to get these things. You're going to get rumours. You're going to get players wanting to leave, um, players coming in. Uh, I think he's he's blessed. He's got Hume Song in his side. He's got Harry Kane in his side. He's got Hugo Lloris in his side. They're not shoddy, right? They're probably three of the best players he's ever worked with uh, individually in their own positions. Yes, he's got a shocking defence to work with, but he's got good players. And I maintain, and we've said this for a while, that people talk about the rebuild, We've brought in a lot of players. Um, some of them, yeah, are not all up to the level. We haven't replaced like for like in a lot of positions. We have got worse, but we still have got good players at the club, right? And yes, Dombele wanted to leave, but you could have still played Dombele. Kane wanted to leave. You still played Kane. So you could have played Dombele, but you didn't play Dombele. And you only played Dombele when you had to. You've done what every other manager has done. That's true. You've said, yeah, could have played him, didn't play him. And now, when the football looks very poor, stagnant, you can't progress stodgy. the ball. Stagnant, yeah. There are so many words I use, I could have used. I actually just froze. Um, can't progress the ball. You think, who is the most progressive ball player? Yeah, After Lo Celso, or before Lo Celso, it's Dombele. But you didn't want to play him, but you played Lo Celso. Don't get me wrong. Estelso has done some good things, but Don Bele is a better player, right? 
and better in that formation. So you played him. But yesterday, two Mavericks performed, were going well, probably weren't set up right because we conceded after two minutes. That usually falls on manager and preparation or coaching staff. Then we concede late on. You've got players that have come back from South America. Um, one on Friday night. Um, and we made no substitutions. What is what was that you, about? And the game was already, the, the game game was already extended significantly. Like the first half extended by seven minutes, second half extended by yeah. four minutes. Like you couldn't find like you could have taken off you could have taken off Lucas has done a lot of running, right? Take him off for him. Like he is is a winger who doesn't mind like getting getting dirty, like slide tackles, whatever. He's shown that he's he's got a hunger for winning the ball back. He's Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's that's their ethos. So um he's shown that he's willing to do that. Why not bring him in for Lucas? Like why not take why not take I mean I can understand leaving Kane on to be honest. I, I get that. Um Dombele like Dombele take it's good to show that he's got the fitness, but take him off for this also. Like Yeah. You know Reguillon for Tanganga. Yeah, you could You could have done that. I mean sorry Royale, not Reguillon, Royale, Royale, Royale for Tanganga. You could have Tanganga. done that. What like yeah. why have you left everyone playing the full game? What is that? I don't that it makes no sense. And you could kill the game. You can make three substitutes. One after the other. Don't have to do a triple no substitution. Ga- no game smarts. No game smarts whatsoever. That worries me slightly because I just there is no real explanation. Yes, we were managing the game, but break up the game, win the game. That's it. Like we could have gone for the jugular, but after we concede, especially just manage the game, see it out, and get some rest. Get f- four or five minutes less in those legs over a long season. We want it to be a long season, going deep into tournament um, trophies, into different cup competitions. Um, those five, six, seven extra minutes are going to add up. So that's why I haven't been convinced. And let's be honest, these are two games we should have won. Home to Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Newcastle 19th. And we conceded three goals in those two games. So we haven't stopped the right at the back and we've won two games we should have won. So let's see if we can win games that are tougher. West Ham away, Man United at home. Give me six points. I might start thinking maybe Nuno's turned the corner. I mean, it's amazing when you look at the table now, how close it is. And the thing is, people will say, oh, look at the table. Everyone's talking about Nuno out. It's not that bad a situation, blah, blah. I think the frustration is that as Tottenham fans, we're constantly looking at the table and thinking to ourselves, it could have been so different. Exactly. It could could have been so different. Like, yes, I'm not not out here saying that Nuno should should go and blah, blah. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm trying to say is that the decisions that were made against Palace... Were ridiculous. The ridiculous decisions. The decisions that were made against Arsenal were ridiculous. It was bad. It was bad, and we just threw in too little, too late. Those are two games. Those are two games that should have been won. You win those. Give me two four. Games. Give me four points. Give me four points from those. Yeah, games. fine. Exactly. For those two games, take four points. Our whole outlook is different. We like losing games. Look, I, I, I people used to complain when we always used to lose to like top six sides, right, away from home. To me, I said it before. When you go away to a top six side, you hope to win. But if you lose, but you beat them at home, you get it. You understand it, right? I miss the days when those were our issues. As opposed to now, you can lose to anyone on any given day. 
And yeah. then you're looking at the table thinking, oh, if we just won this game, we just won that game. These games are all there for the taking, man. But if you're going to make poor decisions, the manager's going to make poor decisions, then, you know, you're just going to get punished for it. And you're going to end up looking at the table, oh, we could have been here, we could have been there. All that stuff's irrelevant. It's all irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. But, but, Kane has scored. And one thing I forgot to mention was that you touched on how important it was. Dombele's post also said the boss has scored or something like that. Talking about Kane. That's the way he sees him. That's respect. Right? If Kane, boss, Kane, Dombele, if the ballers are balling together and they're happy, we stand a chance, right? We do stand a chance because we were, like you said, very stagnant and we were toothless at times. Is, is, with those, you go. No, I was going to say with those four playing well, we're definitely not going to be toothless. That's all I'm going to say. Regardless of what happens at the back, and regardless of whether um, it's a tough game, we stand a chance up front. What are we saying about what, what are we saying about success? Then looking at how tight the table is, right, and seeing how, in my my opinion, Oli's going to go this season at some point. Yeah, he's, he's almost gone. Right. The defeat is gone. And whoever comes in is going to have the new manager bounce. They're going to have that that wealth of that of that squad at their disposal. Man United is still going to be a force this season. Does it? Does the picture of success still look the same? Yeah, it does. I mean, it does. Look at United are a manager away from being a serious challenge. Like they talk about Maguire. All right. And Maguire can do well. He's not the greatest defender in the world, but he can do well in that United side if he has the right partner alongside him um, and the right manager. Now, Varane is a world-class defender. Once he gets up to speed, they could be formidable. Shaw's no mug, played really well of late. Wan-Bissaka's a good Premier League defender. They've got two top-class goalkeepers. What they don't have is a DM. Admittedly, they don't have a DM. McTominay can do a job. Fred can do a job. Matic can do a job. And then it impacts Pogba. But going forward, north of that, they've got some talent. So they're going to be a, a problem. I think they're a two shul away from winning something. Yeah, right? Away. But they are. Yeah. They are. They're a two no, shul away. It's true. And then you've got Salah playing like freaking Messi. Right? It's like she is. <laughs> what, what I would give to have a player of that quality is that like to, to be to, not only to have a player of that quality no that's the wrong thing to say but someone who's like enjoying themselves that yeah that's what he's doing do you know what I mean an Amido tweet resurfaced the other day when he said sell Lamella buy a seller from 2013 yeah force out of that man um, Man City always going to be there Chelsea are going to be there and are there um, did Arsenal win tonight I don't even know but they Leicester. were losing last time I saw. They were losing? Yeah. Oh, they drew 2-2. Oh, okay, that'll do. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but Leicester will be there. So, I mean, success for me still is the same thing. We have to get top six to have at least somewhere near success in the league. Obviously, top four would be ideal. But I'm saying minimum is top six. And a trophy. And, and I don't care if that trophy is the Conference League anymore. I don't actually care because we need to win something and we need to finish strongly in the league. That's what we need to do. 
And the minimum requirement is Europe and Europa, not Conference League, Europa. So that's you can, success you can only in this win, You can only win the competitions you're in, man. You can only win the competitions you're in. So I, I, I refuse to be one of those people who turns their nose up at certain competitions because you can't do that if you're not winning anything. Like, you just can't. You can't do it. Exactly. And I guess it's how you win it, right? If, if we play our strongest 11 every week, um, that might look like, well, that's the only thing you could win. But if we manage it and then play the big guns in the final, which we haven't been doing, or the final stages, then that's the way you would expect a Chelsea to win that tournament, for example, right? So that's kind of, I guess, the way we need to do it and people will not really speak on it. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's success for me this season. And then Nuno may keep his job. <laughs> the longest the longest caretaker manager stint in the history of football, man. <laughs> but, you know, whatever, man. As long as he's here and he's doing all right, we'll, 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 we'll swallow that pool. We get that, we get that. All right, cool, man. Um, I think that rounds it up for today. Yeah, I was just looking at the new cities and there are no new international cities, so I can't test your extensive um, global knowledge. But let me ask you this question and don't lie to me. Um, Carterton, have you heard of that city? And have you heard of Lake and Heath? Carterton and Lake and... No, mate. No, Carterton? Yeah, Carterton, bro. Where's that? It's the UK. Oh, Carterton. You weren't saying it wrong. <laughs> you weren't <laughs> no, saying it wrong. Yeah. Pronunciation. Yeah, 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 Carterton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, but yeah, when you're yeah, well-travelled, yeah, you yeah, should yeah, know yeah, still. Yeah, yeah no, never heard of Carterton, bruv. Never heard of it. Or, Lake or and Lake, or what? Lake and Heath. Lake and Heath. To be said, they sound very, they sound very UK, do they? They sound very... They sound, they sound like LF territory. Can't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> can't say things like that. Of course I can. Of course I can. Where, where's where's uh where's Carterton? Carterton. I don't know. Carterton. I'm gonna Google it. Let's have a look. Let's have a look right now. Carterton. Shout out to you guys, by the way. L- Lake Town and, in England. Lake and Heath. It's Oxfordshire. Oh, okay. It's that far. And Lake Lake and Lake and Heath. How am I feeling? Lake. That? Yeah, Lake and Lake and and then Heath. How do you, village. It's a village. It's a village. L a k e n. Home. Page of RF Laken and Heath. No, that's not what I want. Laken Heath Village, Suffolk. Not far again. Do you know? I bet you. I bet you as well that in those places that the houses are really nice. They just sound like yeah. places where the houses are massive. You probably got a couple of pieces of property there. Have you? No, no, no. You're moving mad. Try that. Try that. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you very much for listening. And we appreciate that all of you hang out with us. Um, definitely. Um, oh, one thing I will remember to say is that. Um, there was, there was a true point, um, true point, true Spurs point. At true Spurs. True Spurs. I mixed the two together. Yeah. Didn't true Spurs. Yes, um, you did. Yeah. Yeah. True Spurs. I uh, had a had a question for us. Yeah, I kind of covered it. I kind of covered it on the behalf of True Spurs in there. Yeah, uh, he, I just wanted, he, I just wanted to give a shout out because you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah no, shout to True Spurs. Always on. Always on the Twitter. Love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, love and he's taking over Spurs Point. Where you at? Um, and, Spurs, and listen, guys. Imagine his own, his own like, following now, mate. He's, uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Those videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, shout. Listen, guys. I know Kwabna's going to give you the details, but listen, don't wait for us to interact with you. Interact with us as well. We love that. And we'll always reply. If we can, we'll always reply. Um, and if you've got any suggestions for the show, fire them away and we will always try to include them. So 
just yeah, don't wait for us. You can do it too. Oh well, yeah, we we enjoy we enjoy the interaction, guys. It's always good stuff. So um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, as per usual, if you are listening on Apple Music, please Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Five only because we only give you five star content. You can follow us at Shelfpod on Twitter. Um, I've been quite I've really enjoyed the uh, really enjoyed talking after win because it's always easy to talk after win. So yes, good so night much from so me. In it. Yeah, and good night from me. Um, so uh, yeah, guys, remember, look, Kane scored, and then Mbappe's uh, scoring, getting in the mix of things, and Sonny hasn't even reached final form yet, guys. So many reasons to smile because the sun always shines on the shelf side. Lero, please run that outro. Where the shells side, 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 where the sh